You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. The Pelosi home invasion situation is still very, very odd. It is perfectly okay to ask questions, to make sure everything's okay here. This is America. And just because the government said something happened, well, we'll see about that, right? There's going to be a trial. It's amazing, the left and their power grab right now, and trying to shut down conservatives once again for just asking questions, right? Asking questions is tantamount to January 6th and all of that nonsense. And I want to revisit this issue. A request for privacy at this time. Nancy Pelosi requested privacy last Friday. The speaker and her family are grateful, blah, 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 blah. And request privacy at this time. No, I will not abide by that. And quite frankly, it's very odd that she's seeking that at this time. You request privacy. You know, Tom Brady and Giselle, they want privacy. They're going through a divorce. I get that. They got kids involved. When's the last time you heard a crime victim ask for privacy? No, they ask for justice. They ask for answers. Also this. On Friday, she said uh, that he's expected to make a full recovery. See that? He is expected at the end there to make a full recovery. Now, to me, that was quote for he's going to be okay. And now it turns out that... He actually had brain surgery, the skull, all this stuff. For an 82-year-old man, that's, uh, that could be touch and go. By the way, where is he? How is he being treated? Who are his doctors? Why don't we know that? You know, ordinarily, when somebody who's famous or even not so famous involved in a big situation, the doctors come out and brief everybody. Who remembers Otto Warmbier? He was an American citizen who, uh, oh, as a student, went to North Korea and when he came back, he had massive health problems. They wanted to save his life. They were doing everything they could. He wasn't household name famous. He wasn't married to anybody. But the doctors kept the public informed. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. My name is Kristen Weavers, and I serve as the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing and Communications Officer at UC Health here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We are here at the request of the Warmbier family to provide an update on Otto's medical condition and the care he is currently receiving at UC Health, University of Cincinnati Medical Center. You see, that's the way Today. it normally works. It often works this way, except for the Pelosi's. They have a penchant for privacy especially when Paul gets uh, in the middle of things like he did earlier this year. Remember the drunk driving situation? Um, uh, they requested privacy at that time as well. 
He was arrested. I don't think we ever got the full lowdown and who was in the car with him and all that stuff. But it wasn't that big a deal, I guess. Uh, it happens to people. But Nancy Pelosi is a very important person. She is second in line to the presidency. First in line is Kamala Harris. Then it's her. People want to know. That's okay. And what we've gotten so far from the district attorney and the chief of police, as we detailed last night, was completely inadequate, at times misleading. And it led reasonable people like us to wonder, what is going on here? So we went through that. And now I've gone through the affidavit. I, got, I took a look at it yesterday. I saw a couple of things. And now we're going to go into a, a bit more detail. First, uh, the affidavit was written by an FBI agent. And that FBI agent has been, let's see, I am a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and have been an FBI special agent since 2019. Uh, that seems rather green to me, all right? Look, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that this is interesting, don't you? And it's okay to talk about this is still America. Now, this FBI agent, again, the one who wrote essentially the charging document, the affidavit, she specializes in domestic terrorism. Uh, you know, if you really look around, we don't have all that much domestic terrorism. Again, this is code for me that she hassles people who might have been there on January 6th, including people who did not break anything or hurt anyone. There are a lot of folks like that who have been hassled by the federal government. The other thing about this affidavit, all kinds of weird inconsistencies and spelling and grammatical issues like this one. Put it up. There's a lot there, if you don't mind. I am authorized to investigate violations of United States law and am a law enforcement officer. This is a direct quote. Do you see that? And am a law enforcement officer. I, uh, that doesn't read well. I, I, I don't think it's correct. This is, this is odd. Sorry, it is. And it took them all weekend to work on this thing. Next, um, as far as the uh, Pape and Pelosi, Pelosi stated words to the effect of, there is a male in the home and that the male is going to wait for Pelosi's wife. Next, it reads, uh, Pelosi further conveyed that he does not know who the male is. The male said his name is David. Okay, but they're leaving something out, aren't they? The part about David being a friend. I got that from the police department. They didn't release it, but we got it anyway. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Okay. The friend part. Look, I guess if you're a prosecutor and you want to make your case, you don't have to. And you don't have to include all the facts, but this is a big one. And as you know from watching Newsmax, the media have been ignoring this part of the story. All right. Also, who let him in the house? No one is doing anything to clarify this, all right? Put up the next full screen, if you don't mind, uh, regarding the door. It's a big one. Let's go ahead and put it up. Sorry we've got to read through all of this, but uh, at 2.30 in the morning, Officer Colby Wilms responded to the Pelosi residence, California, and knocked on the front door. When the door was open, Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand, and DePape had his other on Pelosi's forearm. Now, a couple of things here. By the way, California, they wrote it that way, not us. Uh, note that the door was open. They're not indicating who opened the door. That's strange. Um, who did they say the other night? When the officers arrived and knocked on the front door of the residence this morning, the door was opened by someone inside. 
someone inside. And <laughs> look, it's the biggest case in the world. The O.J. Simpson case, they actually had new television shows spawned examining every little detail. This is important. It's worth examination. And do me a favor, put that last paragraph up. Notice, Officer Colby Wilms responded to the Pelosi residence. That'll be important in a moment. All right, so the cops get there. Uh, Colby Wilms gets there, knocks on the door, and what happens next? According to the affidavit, Pelosi greeted the officers. Good evening and welcome to my home. What seems to be the problem? What did he say? What I would have said in those circumstances, help! <laughs> There's a maze crazy! Shoot him! Stop him! I would have ran out of the house. No, he greeted the officers. What seems to be the problem? Next, more talk. Uh, the officers asked them what was going on, and the officers, uh, next please, said uh, officers then asked Pelosi and DePape to drop the hammer. Officers, officers, officers. Now, it is interesting. It's an inconsistency because we were told a moment ago that it was one officer who replied, right? And now I'm hearing about officers, 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 multiple. These are the kinds of things that I think, well, this is sloppy. Shouldn't be written like this. And certainly not by a three-year veteran of the FBI. Next, um, Pelosi is, yeah, the Pelosi residence, California. That's a mistake. That's weird. It shouldn't be written like that. Can we skip down to Pelosi unconscious? Yeah, uh, while officers were restraining to pay, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious on the ground. Okay, remember that because that's kind of significant. And then next, we learn that he's in the hospital alert. Pelosi was interviewed by the San Francisco Police Department, the officer there in the ambulance during the transport to San Francisco General Hospital. Okay, he was just out cold. They don't say when he becomes alert, how he becomes alert, and how alert is he if he was just, you know, unconscious on the ground. The only quote, the only quotation marks they use from that interview are around one word, Nancy. And they're saying that the intruder was saying, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? Is it possible that Paul Pelosi was saying, where's Nancy? I mean, you know, he's got birds flying around his head. He was just knocked in the head with a hammer, they tell me. All right, we know that interview happened in the ambulance. They interviewed DePape, all right? They interviewed uh, the suspect. Curious thing about this. Where did they interview DePape? Some mentioned. In a Mirandize recorded interview, DePape, right? Where? They went to the trouble of telling us uh, Paul Pelosi interviewed in the... I think this is significant. And, of course, the whole issue about breaking into the house. Uh, how did they do it? Breaking glass. DePape stated that he broke into the house through a glass door, which was a difficult task that required the use of a hammer. Well, it wasn't that difficult. It's easy to break glass with a hammer, especially if there's no burglar alarm. All right, this is one of the most, this is one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in all of San Francisco, okay? And there's no burglar alarm. That's just, that makes no sense. And this is the home of the person who is second in line to the presidency. People in the neighborhood, actually, they had their home systems affected by all the security that was happening at, uh, at the Pelosi house. Look at this. We had a computer. This is from a neighbor. We had a computer in our kitchen that just didn't work on the Internet very well. And I was told that because of the level of monitoring equipment at that residence, uh, there was monitoring equipment to make sure that residents couldn't be spied on remotely from any place in the neighborhood which involves something that interfered with our computer. That's how intense the security was around Nancy's house. 
Yet this guy got in with a hammer. Also, the way he's talking to the authorities, oh boy, do they want to make him sound like a MAGA extremist? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. DePape explained that he did not leave after Pelosi's call to 911 because, much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without the option of surrender. Wow. Now, remember, this individual, DePape, he was born and raised in Canada. Uh, he's talking about our founding fathers and tyranny. Being that he's a nudist and a big BLM guy and all this other stuff, I, I just, I don't see the tie-in. It's fine to be a nudist, but he was a nudist in downtown San Francisco performing nude weddings. Founding fathers, a fight against tyranny, it just doesn't seem to fit, does it? Well, look, it's all circumstantial. Hey, actually, DePape said, did he solve the mystery as to who opened the door, DePape stated that they went downstairs to the front door. The police arrived and knocked on the door, and Pelosi ran over and opened it. That's according to DePape. Okay, he took one arm off the hammer and opened the door, or he temporarily let go of the hammer, opened the door, and went back to holding the hammer. He opened the door and didn't run? Didn't run for his life? No, he resumed the previous whatever was happening with DePape. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe it's all, maybe it will all be proven true. But I saw this also in the affidavit. All the sloppiness we've noticed. Sworn to before me over the telephone? They phoned this in? The FBI phoned this in to a judge on the telephone? Is this some COVID thing? I thought they had to go before a Is this how it's done? Maybe this is how it's done. It seems odd. You ever hear that thing? They phoned it in. They literally phoned it in. And it's sloppy and weird. Um, and it's okay to say that. And that may be news to CNN because they're, I guess, if the government says it, it must be true. Just ask CNN. I think we need to stop calling them conspiracy theories. These are lies. These are just things that people are, have made up and, and are spreading. But that 911 audio may be critical to stopping some of it. Yeah, it, it should stop it. But it won't. It won't stop the lies, right? And part of that we see is because some of the folks who are trafficking in this also have their suspicions about the FBI. And here we are talking about claims that are very clearly spelled out in a federal affidavit. Wow. It's in the affidavit. Therefore, it must be true. By the way, I'm pointing out inconsistencies and strange stuff that exists. The whole world can take a look at it. I don't have a theory as to what really went down. Uh, that I'm prepared to announce. Um, but this is okay. It's just amazing to me. You know, O.J. Simpson, when O.J. Simpson was going through all that, you know what the reporters were doing? They were bending over backwards to say it was just allegations at this point. We don't know. We can't be sure. I mean, we all knew, but we had to say otherwise. Where the hell have we, what have we become we're not going to doubt the government. We're just going to take their... This happened very, very rapidly. Some cases over the last few years, the media, they were... They had to, I think, say it was an allegation. This DePape guy may one day have a big lawsuit on his hands against the media. Take a look. Here are the new Cosby developments. 
Cosby's next shows at a venue right outside of New York City have now been canceled, and he's facing even more new allegations. The charges are in connection with at least two instances in which Weinstein allegedly sexually assaulted women back in 2013. This comes as a new accusation surfaced that Kelly allegedly had sex with a teenage girl in Detroit nearly two decades ago. You see, even, even that guy, allegedly, these are just allegations. You got to prove them in court first. But for CNN, no, you don't. You just have to say it. This woman with the glasses is going to believe it and is going to scold anybody who raises questions about it. You know, this is America, and we're still allowed to dissent. And here's the dangerous part. This kind of nonsense, it encourages Democrats all over the place and Kinzinger and Republicans like him to grab power and try to shut us down. This is really happening, and we have to be vigilant and on guard and not let them. Take a look. I think I made it clear over the last couple of days that, that one thing that we wanted to emphasize is that this was a targeted attack. This was not a, a random residential burglary. Um, he specifically sought out their home. He sought out the speaker, um, and, it, and in turn, when he could not locate her at her home, turned his violence towards her husband. When you hear that, Congressman, what's your reaction? Well, we are in an era where disinformation and misinformation and people just rejecting outright verifiable facts is actually becoming common uh, in our political discourse right now. And here's why it's happening. It's happening because in this case, you have the Republican Party that's allowing it to happen. Well, Congressman Nobody there, Democrat Congressman Nobody, says this is all the fault of the Republicans. And they are going to make an attempt, once again, to control speech. We can't let this work. We can't. We can't. We have to stand up. Um, and we can't be shamed. We can't be intimidated. And that's what they're trying to do. If you look at the statistics, right-wing violence is disproportionately higher than left-wing violence. I'm not excusing any violence. But the numbers don't lie. CNN lies all the time. And you can shape numbers to say just about whatever you want. Right wing, right wing terrorism is greater than left wing. No, that's not true. And I don't care what some politically motivated analyst at the Department of Homeland Security said. We all saw it in 2020, what happened, how this was not only tolerated, but glorified. Glorified. They didn't call these people terrorists. They were what? Freedom fighters, social justice, racial justice warriors. You heard it all. And oh, by the way, we have to take a quick step back as everybody pretends that we're on the edge of losing uh, our society, which in some ways we are. But America has seen worse. I mean, in the 60s, in the 70s, and assassinations, do you realize at one point in America, within the last 50 years, they were hijacking an airplane on average of twice a month. It was absolutely crazy and we got through it. Then again, I think we should speak responsibly. And there are some people out there who have gone too far. We have to acknowledge it. And we have to talk to them. Maybe we have to do more than that. Maybe we have to prosecute them if they cross the line. I think we have to be very careful about what this person says. I said I would have punched him out, I would have gone to jail, and I would have been happy to do so Would you have done for it? our country. 
he wouldn't have had the courage to come to the Hill. He's all talk. Putin appears to be President Trump's puppeteer. The president doesn't believe in governance, so he doesn't care if governance doesn't take place. It is a matter of fact that the president is an ongoing threat to our national security and the integrity of our elections, the basis of our democracy. Wow. She said that like in 2018 or so. An ongoing threat to our national security. I could easily imagine some crazy person somewhere hearing that and say, I must stop Donald Trump because Nancy Pelosi told me what a threat, right? That could happen. I still think Nancy should be able to say whatever the hell she wants, even though I don't like it. I'm not going to play that game. Don't play it with us. We'll be right back. A prominent rapper was shot in Houston, and we have to talk about rap music for a moment. Uh, I don't care if this sounds uh, old-fashioned or silly. Rap music is a poison. That is the real noxious poison. I'm very sorry that Takeoff is no longer with us, but the genre of music, of uh, rap, is dangerous. We'll be right back. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcast. All right, this is a fellow named Takeoff, and sadly he was killed last night at the age of 28. Takeoff, his, uh, his stage name, uh, well, he was a big star in the group Migos. Never heard of them, but very prominent in the rap world. Huge success, uh, been around for, what, 14 years? And had a lot of, a lot of major hits. Killed last night at a bowling alley. I think there was a big party at a bowling alley, and uh, he lost his life there. Now, it's funny because just this morning I was trying to find some new music to listen to and I couldn't find any. I was noticing that everything on the charts was, was rap related. I'll get to that in a moment. But look, it's sad that he's gone and his friends. Uh, this is a man named Designer, another rap uh, star. He wants to walk away from the rap world. He's so saddened and devastated by this loss. Listen to what he said to his Instagram audience. Why? Why? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do it? I swear, this it ain't nothing. I swear to God, this it ain't nothing. I'm done rap. I'm done rap. Me, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Y'all took take off, bro. It's done. Y'all wanted it. It's over. All right. There's a, there's a lot of pain here. And he's saying it's done. Rap. Why do we do this? And why, why do they do this? I'm sorry, but there's a lot of violence, a lot of uh, depravity in the rap community, in the rap world. There is. It seems to have gone mainstream. It's totally fine, but it isn't. You go to Apple iTunes right now. You know, I was looking for something new to listen to. I was pretty much out of luck. Uh, three of the songs here are from a guy named Lil Baby. And uh, I looked it up. Let me see. What are the top three? The Yeah, Lil Baby. Now, who is Lil Baby? 
Well, he's a former criminal uh, from Atlanta, and he's had a very hard life, you know, drugs in high school, no father at home, all that stuff. But he, well, he's made millions as an artist. Good for him, but the stuff that he's singing about and promoting, bad for the country. Money over everything. Try to stop it, you get popped right then and there. Make sure thread full of where you is. Pull up on me, bust your wins and wears. Yeah, All right, uh, quite frankly, they talk so fast, I can't figure out what they're actually singing about, but... You know, you can find the lyrics on your phone. They'll, they'll actually show you the words as they say them, and I really, you know, we can't, for obvious reasons. It's the N-word. It's all about the sex he's going to get or just got or all that stuff, all kinds of violence thrown in. And I believe that this is corrosive, and it's kind of obvious, right? But is anybody? No. No one's doing anything about it because if you... If you speak up, you're not cool. You're, uh, especially this day and age, you know, you know, it's kind of amazing. Tipper Gore. Who remembers Tipper Gore? She was married to Al Gore. Uh, I think we have a picture of them together back in happier days. Um, they're divorced now, but back in the 1980s, Tipper Gore, um, she didn't like what she was hearing with groups like NWA and, and whatnot and she took a public stand, a Democrat uh, spouse. Listen to what she did in Congress. The issue here is larger than violent and sexually explicit lyrics. It is one of ideas and ideals, freedoms and responsibility in our society. Clearly, there is a tension here, and in a free society, there always will be. We are simply asking that these corporate and artistic rights be exercised with responsibility, with sensitivity, and some measure of self-restraint. Some measure of self-restraint. How quaint that sounds now. But it shouldn't be. It should not be at all. Instead of decrying horrible lyrics that so many are listening to, and it's, I think, impacting their behavior, what are, what, are, what are members of Congress doing right now, today? They're trying to shut down legitimate forms of political expression. I just don't think people should be making money right. off of passing on this stuff that's a bunch of lies. You couldn't do that on your network, nope. Chuck. Nope. You couldn't. We have real rules. You, you guys that's look right. at commercials right. and you decide if they are false or not. That is not a requirement of these companies, and we have to change the requirements on these companies. They are making money off of us. They are making money off of this violence. Uh, people making money off of violence or uh, celebrating, extolling violence, that's the rap community. That's the music industry. It's not conservative media. That's what she's getting at. The United States Senate are trying to shut down legitimate political speech. And here's a tragedy. Amy Klobuchar, Democrat of Minnesota. I mean, look at where we've come. A couple of decades ago, somebody's wife was doing it. Now, she won't even do it. She couldn't touch it. You know why? They'd shut her down. A white woman from Minnesota raising these questions? You can't. You can't. They'd call you a Karen. You can't do that. I want to go back to the top 10 list. One bright spot on this top 10 list uh, that <laughs> right now, all the music in the country that's hot right now. Number nine, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yes, it's a classic at this point. What, 40 years old? This is Thriller. You know who Michael Jackson was good friends with? Donald Trump.
and they were genuine friends. And if you go to a, a Trump club or facility, uh, went to the golf course once in Florida, you see pictures of them together. The charges against, uh, the allegations against Michael Jackson are false. And um, Donald Trump could have distanced himself. He easily could have taken down those pictures. And he didn't do it. I like that. I like that a lot. So, real problems get ignored, like the killing of black and brown children, which is happening everywhere all the time. And, uh, oh, that's just Halloween. No, 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 no. We got to we gotta uh, take care of those people who are still saying things about the election that we don't like. What other cities were hit by mass shootings this weekend? Chicago, Kansas City. Uh, this is actually just yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, and there was another one, I believe, in, let's see, this was Raleigh, North Carolina. And this is just, this is just accepted, isn't it? And it's ignored by the left. You know what's really wild? Al Sharpton has a TV show. Yes, Al Sharpton, the race hustler himself, the ultimate race hustler in America, maybe, has a show on MSNBC. And he invites Democrats on to talk about lie. This is Kathy Hochul, who was desperately trying to cling to power. She's up for election next Tuesday. I think, I hope, Zeldin knocks her off. Take a look at what she did. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in Democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns. Because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states. Wow. I mean, to lie like this. I mean, well, Joe Biden's president. I mean, this is the way you achieve power, I guess, right? Uh, what a horrible thing to say. She's lying. She is. Government is doing a great job. Just ask the governor, huh? Uh, this last part about uh, Democrat states being uh, safer than red states. Ooh, this is so dishonest. Take a look at what they're doing here. So let's take Ohio. One by Trump in 16 and 20. Notice anything? Cleveland, where all the crime is. It's a blue county, isn't it? That's a blue area. Same goes in Tennessee. Trump won Tennessee, so I guess you could say technically it's a red state, yeah? Memphis, where the crime is, some of the worst crime in the country, yeah, it's blue. And it goes on and on like this. Let's try one more. Alabama, obviously a red state. Birmingham, oh boy, bright blue. And that's where all the crime is. You see how easy the line comes? She almost seemed proud of it, Kathy Hochul did just sitting there on the Al Sharpton show, pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Okay, we're not going to have to endure any of this too much longer. I certainly hope we all got to get out there and do our part. Speaking of which, how is Herschel Walker doing? He is doing great as far as I can tell, and he's not letting these false allegations get him down. More when I come back. Hey, there's uh, Barack Obama. You'll notice he's with Secret Service agents. Um, you know, when he was president, shortly after he became president, uh, it was reported that threats against Barack Obama, uh, well, skyrocket, skyrocketed over his predecessor, George W. Bush. Um, okay, 
What do you think they're like right now for Donald Trump while he was president and since he left office? Uh, I shudder to think. I, I really do because, let's face it, Obama was worshipped. I mean, especially by the mainstream media. You had to go out of your way to find criticism. With Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> just uh, wake up in the morning, look at your phone, and something like this might happen. He is a bigot, he is a racist, he is a misogynist, he has said horrible things about women. He has pushed every racially divisive nerve possible in this country. And it goes on and on and on like that. I'm joined now by Charles Marino. He is a former Secret Service uh, special agent and now the CEO of Sentinel Security Solutions. Spent a lot of time, 18 years with the Secret Service. Uh, welcome to you, sir. How are you? Good to see you again, Greg. Thanks hey, for having me. If you don't mind, and I know it's a little bit outside your purview, I want to get to Secret Service security for presidents and things like that. But can I get your take overall on the Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi situation and just what you make of it so far? Yeah, you know, I think the, the U.S. Capitol Police, who have primary jurisdiction over the protection for all members of Congress, including the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, I think they're the ones that are going to have to answer a lot of questions here uh, with respect to the fact of should the number two in line of succession, Speaker Pelosi, should she have had more robust security to include protection of family members and 24-7 protection of her primary residence in San Francisco? The Capitol Police, I'm sorry, but they blew it on January 6th, and they seem to possibly have had a role in blowing it this time around, although there is a lot we don't know. Look, can I ask you about presidential protection? Um, I'm sorry, maybe I'm biased, but you really have to go out of your way. I don't think conservatives are as tough on the left as the left is on conservatives. I mean, you heard it a moment ago, Nancy Pelosi calling him a threat to national security. Everybody, uh, senators calling Donald Trump a racist, a bigot. Uh, from the Secret Service perspective, does that kind of rhetoric from the left pose a threat, an enhanced risk for somebody like President Trump, whether he's in office or out? Yeah, let me first say that threats against government officials obviously have been around for quite some time, and, and, and it stresses the importance that protective intelligence plays in terms of monitoring these threats and getting to the bottom of them and ultimately assessing uh, if a person that has made a threat is actually a threat to any of the people that we protect. We've seen a vast increase uh, in threats based on the political rhetoric as of late. And this impacts everybody, Greg. Republicans, Democrats, independents, and other people that may be out there in the public eye. And it can range from anything that a politician may be involved in, like a war, to a specific policy issue. And I've even spoken to some people that just don't like the way someone looks. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter what the reason is. It's just that somebody has a reason, and then we have to assess, is that person going to take action on that reason? So um, I still think we should be able to say whatever we want to say. It's against the law to threaten anybody. That's fine. Don't do it, or you'll break the law. But we can say things in America. This is still America. Go to charlesmarino.com, charlesmarino.com, if you want to set yourself up with some security, your home or business. Sir, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Greg. Good to see you. Okay, we'll be right back. All 
I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? And they keep trying to take our guy down, Herschel Walker, but it's not going to work. You can't touch this. Good for him. Uh, yes, the election is next week. So, of course, somebody who has a beef with Herschel Walker, she says, going back to 1993 or so, would come forward today. <laughs> um, Herschel, by the way, denies this stuff, and I believe him. Say that's a lie, and I've moved on, and they want me to play these guessing yep. games and all this, but I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm into winning this great seat, fight for the great people of Georgia, because that's what this is about. Good for him. Uh, it is kind of astonishing how they're trying to come at him right now. Again, just a couple of days left. So, and they're they're milking this story, right? They're stretching it out. First, Jane Doe comes forward. You can't see her face. She's not obviously going to give her name. Now she's going to show her face, but she's not going to say her name. Huh? Take a look. Now Jane Doe responds. At her request, we agreed not to use her name, calling her Jane Doe instead. But she says she now wants to show her face. Uh, anyway, I don't get it. Do you? <laughs> she's showing her face. She says that uh, they had a relationship and he paid for an abortion. I don't believe it, actually. And even if it's true, well, people change, right? This is a long time ago, all the way back to the early 1990s. And sadly, it wasn't against the law back then. Her opponent, his opponent, has broken the law, though. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, next, please. And so what makes you want to speak about it now? When I saw the first woman coming forward a few weeks ago, he immediately called her a liar and said, I never sign anything with the letter H. And I knew I had many cards from him where he signed the letter H. And so I believed then that she was telling the truth. Jane Doe showed us some cards and letters she says she received from Herschel Walker, some signed with a flourish, that H. She says she took this photo of Walker asleep. They had met, she says, in the late 80s. She took a picture of him when he was asleep. That sounds like harassment. It might even be sexual harassment. May I see this picture, please? You're not supposed to do that. That's not fair. That's not right. Was she bragging to her friends? Look at this. I know a celebrity. What's happening here? What kind of person is this Jane Doe, huh? And who is she hanging out with? Jane Doe says despite being on birth control, she got pregnant in 1993. Yep, that's, uh, who's the one in the left, uh, on the left there? That's Gloria Allred. Anybody who hangs out with this person. She's a national joke, I'm sorry, and zero credibility. And she's now looking the American people in the eye. And she's telling her truth. Uh, her truth. Not the truth, but her truth. All right, wrapping this up. This person, by the way, is saying that she had a long-term affair with a married man. And um, I don't know. I just, at this stage in the game, to come forward. And why again? And what makes you think he's not fit to be a U.S. senator? I think, I think honesty matters. Really? Jane Doe? You won't even be straight about your name. Hey, stay with us. Howie Carr joins us, the great radio host, and a man who's had the number of the FBI for a long time. Be right back. Well, the FBI, uh, that organization, 
I'm sorry, totally lost its way. It's been like that for a long time. You know, somebody who uh, found out about the FBI and broke some of the most important stories about FBI corruption is Howie Carr, host of the Howie Carr Show. You can catch him on Newsmax all the time. Uh, a great columnist and reporter. And again, regarding the FBI, he's never been impressed. Is that fair to say, Howie Carr? First of all, welcome to the show, and how are you? My pleasure, Greg. No, I never have been. Uh, I'm from Boston, and uh, they, 1965, they framed four guys they knew weren't guilty of an organized crime murder, kept them in uh, prison for 35 years, ended up the, the uh, federal government had to award the, them or their families uh, $107, $107 million. They're, they're, not a, uh, they're not a good group. And the fact that uh, they prepared this, uh, this affidavit that was made public, I mean, it, it, it should only raise the suspicions of anybody who knows about this organization. I mean, look what they did with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. They said, uh, you, you know, they said, we're gonna, we, we can't say anything publicly because it's all part of the ongoing investigation. And then less than two hours later, they're leaking stuff to the Washington Post. So my, you know, my, my cynical uh, instinct tells me that this, them taking over the handling of the, uh, the investigation, uh, it, it will lead them to leak whatever information will be beneficial to the Democrat narrative. And the FBI office, as you know, Greg, in San Francisco has been uh, racked with uh, what controversy, if not scandal. One of their agents was just convicted of ties to a, an organized crime lawyer. Another one of the agents is uh, it, it was tied up with the uh, the big tech censorship of, of Hunter Biden's laptop. It's just it, it's not yeah. a credible organization. They're willing to lie, as we saw with the uh, FISA application to get the search warrant on Carter Page. So I was uh, one of their lawyers was actually convicted of uh, obstructing justice. And Howie, uh, you mentioned the affidavit. I am not impressed. I am unimpressed. And take a look. It was written by an FBI agent. Um, with three years of uh, time, three years. She's been an FBI agent since 2019, seems particularly green to me. And Howie, though, watch out. What has happened to the world? If you and I and other conservatives question the government, this is what they're saying about us. Take a look at this. I think we need to stop calling them conspiracy theories. These are lies. These are just things that people are have made up and and are spreading but that 911 audio may be critical to stopping some of it yeah it it should stop it but it won't it won't stop the lies right and part of that we see is because some of the folks who are trafficking in this also have their suspicions about the FBI and here we are talking about claims that are very clearly spelled out in a federal affidavit I Yes, we do it's, have our suspicions about the FBI, but they seem so content, clear. so smug that it's in the affidavit. What could be wrong? Right. Well, look, look they said that the chief of police of San Francisco said a third person let the cops into the, uh, into the mansion. Then a day or two later, they say, well, that's not true. There, were two, there, was, there wasn't anyone to let him in. So this affidavit is written so vaguely yesterday. It says the police arrived at the door and the door was open. Well, who was I know it was it was almost Halloween. Who opened the door? It's crazy. It is totally crazy. The affidavit is a joke. Uh, earlier in the show, went through it almost line by line. Stay tuned. This is getting more and more interesting. Uh, I don't know how it's going to play out, Howie, but uh, it's pretty wild. Howie Carr, please come back soon. Too. They don't want to mention that.
The, the, what, papers of, the paper's an illegal alien. They don't want to mention that. That's right. He came from Canada, and he's apparently talking about our founding fathers. I don't believe that either. Uh, thank you, Howie. You're the best. We'll be right back. My little youngest daughter, Madeline, and I'm here to tell you she's got the greatest godparents in the world, Rick and Francine, the best people. I'll tell you more later when I have more time. See you tomorrow. All the best. Thank you.